This is Brian Pinelli with another edition of ATR Radio. Happy 2017, everybody. It's been an auspicious start to the new year for broadcaster Eurosport and parent company Discovery Communications. January 1 marked the official launch of, of Eurosport as the new home of the Olympic Games in Europe. The 1.3 billion euro multimedia rights deal involves 50 countries and was announced along with the International Olympic Committee in June 2015. It runs eight years and encompasses coverage of four Olympic Games. And here to tell us more about this colossal deal, I'm joined by Eurosport CEO Peter Hutton. And Peter, welcome. Thanks a lot, Brian. Nice to be with you. All right, Peter. Well, it sounds like an exciting start for uh, 2017 for, for Eurosport and Discovery Communications and uh, everything uh, full speed ahead. Just tell me how important and how significant is this new deal between Eurosport, Discovery and, uh, and the IOC? I think it's really important for us in, in all so many different ways. You know, in the Discovery came in and bought Eurosport a couple of years ago now, and they said when they came, we're going to revolutionize this brand, this old channel that people know across Europe, but it was really a pan-European sports channel, and increasingly a channel with content on it that was less and less valuable, lots of non-exclusive content and lots of really what could be phrased as second-tier content. And we came in and made a big noise and said, we're going to revolutionize the channel and do things differently. And of course, everyone sort of sits and watches and expects nothing to happen. So for then, for us to come up with a deal like this, where we came in with the Olympics, something that has a tradition with Eurosport, but in a very different way, and say, look, we will be the gatekeeper for all of Europe. We'll put down a big cash guarantee, but we'll commit not just to the money, but commit to also developing the Olympic rings and making sure that they're more visible on a year-round basis and trying to transform the way that people consume the Olympic Games. You know, those are big promises and ones that we have to do a lot of work to deliver on. Uh, but certainly is going to make our life quite interesting over the next 12 months. Yeah, needless to say, uh, I was watching alpine skiing from, from Zagreb, and uh, I've seen the new uh, Eurosport Olympic programs in addition to the new logo and, and highlights the other night of the Rio Olympic Games. What other bells and whistles uh, might we see with, uh, you know, with, as part of the deal with, with Eurosport's varied programming? Well, I think the first thing for us is to say that, you know, we need to make an investment in production. What, what Eurosport is famous for is, is having lots of hours of live content from all over the world and, and being a volume provider. And we need to move ourselves up the system and say that we want to invest in production, invest in journalism, create stories where we follow Olympic athletes on a year-long basis um, and therefore get a bigger engagement between an audience and a sports event and really try and own a sport, you know, deliver things where if you're a cycling fan, you know you have to watch it on Eurosport. If you're a winter sports fan, you know you're going to get the best coverage on Eurosport. And, and that's our ambition. Uh, that's where we need to spend the money and also deliver the effort that means you, you give a good product that people appreciate. Yeah, sure, Peter. These days, of course, we, we all know with the times that have changed since, since you and I began our careers, you know, digital platforms, obviously, especially among younger viewers, uh, you know, seem to be almost replacing free-to-air TV. But I see as part of the deal, uh, which involves obviously multimedia platforms, uh, Eurosport is also committed to 100 hours of, of free-to-air programming for Pyeongchang and, and 200 hours for the Summer Games. Is that correct? And, you know, tell, tell me more about the importance of that. Yeah, I think it's, it's really important to say that we want to deliver the Games across multiple platforms. 
And free-to-air is a big part of that. You know, we want to make sure that the games are accessible. And I think, you know, it's very easy for sports organisations to do a rights deal with a pay TV broadcaster. And that broadcaster tries to milk every dollar out of it in a short-term return and say, OK, you pay a huge amount, you watch the game for a short time, and then you're gone. You know, we're not going to do that. We've got the rings for now a period till 2024. And obviously our ambition is to continue the relationship with AOC beyond that. So I think important that we're always bringing new people into the Olympic Games. And that means making some of it available in a free environment. And the 100 hours and the 200 hours guideline, we really see as a starting point. It's not like it's 100 hours, right, let's switch the clock off now. Um, and I think that free content is not just on broadcast television, but also online as well. You know, we know that people are going to consume more and more of their media across the next nine years of this contract online. And therefore, we have to set up systems that allows that um, expectation to be delivered. Um, so for us, you know, we're looking at content that's free online, that's pay online, that's free broadcast, that's pay broadcast. And that adds up to showing every minute of the games and making every minute of the games available in every territory of Europe. And that's a big ambition. And that's something that really changes the rules from the way the Olympics were shown before. But I think it's an Olympic ambition that we can deliver on. Well, we like big ambitions when we were talking about the Olympic Games. Thanks, Peter. One year for we're almost one year from now, I should say, to the to the Pyeongchang Winter Games. There, what uh, besides obviously great competition with uh, the world's best skiers, skaters, and sledders, what else can a Eurosport viewer you know expect to see uh, when when they tune into those games? If you can give us a little bit of a preview. Well, I think, you know, something that's very important for us is to say that when people watch, they will see a local channel. You know, they will see a channel that's relevant in their market with big talent from their market. And you look at the people that we're signing up as experts. It's people like Sven Hannewald and Martin Schmidt from Germany. You know, it's looking for the icons of the Olympics in those markets to be our face in those markets. And as we try and transform Eurosport from being one pan-European channel into a brand with real local relevance in each market. The talent and getting local stories on and available to viewers is a really big part of what we want to achieve. Yeah, Peter, what about on the technical side? Obviously, uh, anyone in the industry knows that all broadcasters rely you know, heavily on international sports broadcasting. However, you know, and NBC, which, which pays a fortune, you know, obviously wants to, to a degree, do things their own way. What technological innovations, you know, whether it's more super slow-mo cameras or microphones on the field of play, anything else that, you know, you would like to see uh, to help embellish Olympic TV coverage even more so? I think I'd like to see far more sort of wearable technology. That, that would be, for me, the ambition, you know, to have heart rate monitors and to get that information portrayed in a, a graphics way that really encourages people to understand the story. You know, I think that for me is something that the Olympics could do much more of and we'll work with OBS, the Olympic Broadcasting Group, to try and do that. I think, you know, if you're watching a, a downhill race and, and you're, you're waiting on the split times to see where an athlete is compared to the previous athlete, that's a little bit of a missed opportunity now because you can show that sort of data on screen throughout. and You don't need to wait for a certain point on the course to realize who's ahead, who's behind. I think when you do the technical analysis to try and look at, you know, the relative speeds of a, a skier, whether they're touching the ground, a skier through the air, and to understand because of that, 
this is where this skier picked up time on the other skier. You know, that sort of level of analysis is something that is now ready and, and we can do this. And I think, you know, we want to work with the Olympic Broadcasting Group to try and make sure that we get as much of that information on screen as possible to allow the stories to be told better. You know, that the sport, I think, is a perfect example is biathlon, where, you know, what the amazing thing about biathlon is the way that an athlete's heart rate, you know, is at its highest when it's doing cross-country skiing sure. and then needs to drop to its lowest to shoot. And to show that on screen, to show what an athlete's heart rate is doing, I think is a really good way of dramatizing that sport. Well, we look forward to that. Sounds fantastic. You know, it's it's an interesting and, and innovative time for the International Olympic Committee is, is in terms of, you know, broadcasting and multimedia rights. Uh, new deals have been signed. And uh, uh, the recent announcement, obviously, that, you know, NBC will have their their own domestic Olympic channel on the heels of the IOC Olympic channel, which, which launched there at the end of the Games in Rio. Obviously, many, many players here, many, many, many uh, chefs in, in the kitchen, let's say. But how might, for example, Eurosport, if at all, collaborate with with you know, with, with the Olympic Channel, which is so dear to the IOC. Yeah, I think it's a logical partnership. You know, we've both got the same aims in mind, which is to encourage a younger demographic to touch and feel and love the Olympics um, and to use Olympic content on a year-round basis. So, you know, we're not in a position to announce concrete pl plans yet, but I'm sure we'll find ways of working together and look forward to announcing those shortly. Yeah, one or two more for for you, Peter. Uh, I mean, Eurosport, as you mentioned, you know, come winter time, we know we can we can see Alpine and Nordic and ski jumping World Cup, and you know, as as far as summer sports, you know, home of of cycling and Grand Slam tennis, but at the same time, we don't see as many summer Olympic sports. I mean, I'm talking about athletics, swimming, and gymnastics. Might this uh, new deal with the IOC uh, lead to to future properties for Eurosport? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I have to say, we'd, we'd probably look at doing it even without a deal with the IOC. But, you know, for me, having grown up as a runner, I'd love to show more athletics on the channel. You know, I think uh, what Seb Coe's trying to do with the sport is really interesting, particularly his ambition to take things out of stadium, to create innovative, innovative events, to have a more of a storyline through the year of athletics. Um, so that's something that we'd love to get more involved in. Um, but, you know, we've got a couple of channels in virtually every market in Europe and um, a huge reach of people that we touch on a daily basis. And that's something that's not my doing. We inherited it and, and uh, very grateful to have inherited that legacy. If we can use that to help popularize Olympic summer sports, then that's a great legacy for us. And, and we'd love to do more of it. Lastly, Peter, I, I give you one opportunity to break some new news, if possible, from Eurosport, what might we see in Pyeongchang that we've never seen before on, on Eurosport or, you know, perhaps related to uh, Olympic uh, coverage along with your partners? If you want to share with us, we'd be greatly appreciative here at Around the Rings. I'd love to give you the big exclusive, Brian, but, you know, I, I don't want to promise things I can't deliver. What I think I can commit to, which I think is a safe commitment is that more of the hours of the games will be available in Europe than ever before. You know, every minute of the game will be available in some way to each person wanting to watch the Olympics in each market. And I think that volume of live content is, is a brilliant um, calling card for us. Our challenge is then to treat it all properly and to make sure that people get to know the athletes, they feel the stories, they understand the pain, they, they share the triumph. Um, and if we can do that, then we've done a good job. 
All right, Peter, we're going to hold you guys to that. Thanks for uh, taking the time to speak with Around the Rings today, and uh, best of luck with your new Olympic partnership. Thanks a lot, Brian. Absolute pleasure, and look forward to meeting you soon. This has been ATR European correspondent Brian Pinelli. Thanks for joining us on the latest edition of ATR Radio. Enjoy your day.